Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Pepper Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. Well, it's always a pleasure to speak to Wendy Nona, but especially so when she's with us in studio in Cape Town. Great to have you with Thanks, us. Thanks, Prepa. Yes, love being in studio with you. Today, I suspect we are going to open the floodgates because we are talking <laughs> about telecom, and I know we've had not one or two, but recurring complaints uh, complaints uh, from our listeners. We'll tackle those issues in the first half hour. You're welcome to add to the conversation with your own story. Uh, and then after half past one, it's an open line. You can phone in with any consumer query whatsoever. Uh, just give us a call on 021 or you can send an SMS or leave a voice note if that's easier for you. Uh, Wendy, over to you. Uh, I'm sure this is a, a common complaint that you deal with all the time. Absolutely. Look, I must say, telecoms, obviously, we all have to invest and, and, and contract in some way with these companies. Yeah. So all of them for, across the spectrum, the cell networks, you know, they yeah. all generate a lot of complaints. Um, but of late, I have to say that telecom does keep cropping up in my inbox inbox more than usual. Um, there are the usual, my line has been out of order for ages and I can't get it repaired kind of, of, of emails. Um, those are, you know, are standard. But lately I'm getting a lot more, I cancelled my line a few months ago, but I'm still being billed kind of emails. Yeah. And if you go on to um, social media, you, you'll see a lot of them there. Also complaints about people responding to an advert um, online for a, a cell phone package offered by a telecom, signing up. And then just not receiving the phone. Um, so we'll get to that one a little bit later. But for now, the cancellation issue is, is, as I said, very evident on social media as well. T- Twitter absolutely awash with those complaints. So just last night um, when I was preparing the show, I had a look and, and uh, Mo Raymond tweeted, pathetic service from Telcom, cancelled internet six months ago, yet continue to be charged, no response to emails. Now they've cut my voice line for non-payment of spurious Oof. charges. Shocking. And then another from Shirley Quirl. I have emailed and phoned Telcom numerous times to cancel my subscription from October last year. But all you do is continue to charge me for a service that I no longer use. To make matters worse, no one is coming back to me. Shocking service. <laughs> Shocking in both those ones. Yeah. So, Stellenbosch-based industrial engineer, Joubert van Eden, has been battling with a similar problem since last October. And he turned to Consumer Talk for help when it affected his credit record. This is pretty scary stuff. Now, Jobert is with us on the line now. Jobert, thank you so much for being prepared to share your story with us, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Wendy. It's You're a, welcome. Okay. Jobert Pepper here. When did you first start having issues around this? Can you tell us uh, where, where the whole, whole story began for you? Yes. Um, I think it started about June, July last year. Um, fortunately, we didn't, on that case, have a lot of rain. Uh, but it, because every time it rained, my phone was dead for a couple of days. Either the data wouldn't work or the phone line itself. Um, okay. So by the f- uh, middle of September, I was sort of had enough of this. And I sent, filled out the service cancellation form and, and sent it in. So that, that's basically when I hoped it was all over, but when it all started. <laughs> okay. Can I just jump in there, you bear? How did you get your yeah. hands on that service cancellation form? Um, I actually phoned phoned Telcom, um, and they they sent me the cancellation form. Like it's, okay. you know, it's so so long ago, I think they might have sent me a website where I had to download it. I'm not sure. Okay, but you the form was supplied by them. 
Yes. Okay. Okay, now you sent that form in on the 15th of September, and I believe you received a confirmation that they had got that message. Uh, so you yes. unplugged your phone, you, you moved to a different subscriber for your internet services and thought yes. it was all over. But, Jabeer, as you said, it was just starting. Tell us what kept on happening. Um, well, first of all, I kept on getting a bill for the next month. I got another bill and phoned them again, um, and that continued. I Every month I get a get a phone bill. Every Monday morning I get an update that I haven't used any of my data. They send me a, a data usage update. Um, so I get all this feedback um, plus the, the monthly bill, um, but nothing happens. I phone them again and again on the 10210 number and but yeah, every every time I talk to one of the um, social media, uh, not social media, the, the call center agents, they basically um, tell me they'll escalate it, mm. and then nothing happens. And then to compound matters, uh, in uh, I think it was January this year, you get told that you've been handed over for the unpaid debt. Um, yes, it was actually a bit later, okay. so but fortunately they clo- they finally cancelled the service, so they closed the line on the 20th of January this year. Um, so that was four months um, worth <laughs> of, of rent, rental. Okay. Uh, so no no usage, but the, the rental. standard monthly rental adding up to 1,800 grand. Um, and then sort of the early March, um, they, they um, new debt, which is the Debt collecting. I'm mm-hmm. not. I couldn't figure out whether it's a department or an external company. I think it's external. But they, they started me phoning me on a daily basis to ask me when I'm going to pay up the money. Now, did you follow um, up with Telcom to dispute that action? Because I mean, you had proof from them that they'd received your cancellation form. Um, they obviously didn't have a leg to stand on. What did they say, Jibber? Well, I phoned them several times, but the the challenge is the only entry point into Telcom is one zero two one zero. Um, so I phoned them several times. Eventually, I went to social media. Um, there, uh, I had a response on that social media platform um, telling me from a total uh, Telcom social media team member that with a reference number um, that they'll, they'll look into it and get back to me. I'm still waiting until today. So that was the 5th of February. Okay. I got back. Um so, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's been quite a long and lengthy exercise to try and get it resolved. Um, in terms of that debt collecting department from them, um, they basically call me every day. I went back to the 10210, the telecom service uh, center, and to basically get the same answer. They'll escalate it. And then you had a, a nasty shock about your credit record. How did that happen? Yes, what I did was um, we decided we want to um, change our credit card to a different company. So um, I guess if I haven't decided that, I would still not have known about this. Mm. Uh, but basically, last week of March, I found credit card company and they told me, sorry, um, there's negative information on my credit record. So um, they can't give me a credit card. Um, oh. And I immediately knew it was Telcom. So... Um, yeah, then, then I started to, to really, um, you know, be shocked and um, try and get it resolved as soon as possible. Okay, which is where Wendy has has intervened. Jabeer, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line because there is a follow-up question coming. But, I mean, my blood boils. I, I, I don't know about you, Jabeer. I'm very 
precious, precious about, about my credit record, Wendy, so and the thought of someone accusing me of not having paid a debt that I did owe really would irk me. And um, there's another thing, I don't know why only bears on the line, which is very interesting for all the listeners to know, is, but in terms of the National Credit Act, they have to tell you when they hand you over. Were you informed that you were being handed over to a debt collecting agency, you bear? No. Okay, so that's a uh, fail in itself. Okay. Stay with us, please, though, because, Wendy, you looked into okay, this. You I went did. to Telcom and asked them for an explanation, and what did they yes. tell you? Well, I went with, to them with a bundle of things and asked, invited a representative, of course, to join us on the show today, yep. and um, they declined. Um, a spokesman told me that uh, we are unable, I think insert unwilling there, to discuss <laughs> individual customer cases. We are, however, engaging our customers directly to resolve each of the individual cases. So here's the issue with the cancellation thing. Telcom's cancellation process has been managed in the past via email only, but in December of 2017, they launched an online cancellation service, and they've been running the two processes simultaneously with the aim of the online service coming into full effect at the end of this month. I don't know, and I I did ask, but couldn't get to the bottom of how they decided i mean if because i actually wanted to cancel one of my i had two fixed two landlines telecom landlines and i wanted to cancel one which had been out of order for months and i don't really need that's the thing about making something not not repairing you suddenly realize you don't actually need Need it it, and i made a call and was sent emailed the form there was i was not told about any online option but anyway um the quote from the spokesman is this. We have been experiencing teething issues as we transition from the old process to the new. We apologize to our customers who have had a poor experience during this transitioning process. However, we are confident that once we move to the new process at the end of April, the new process will be substantially improved. That's more than teething issues, it's, judging by the number I of complaints so. we've seen. And um, I, yeah, yeah, I think what they, don't, what they don't really want to say is it stands to reason if you just look at your own um, social circle um, that a lot of people are cancelling. So there must be a lot of cancellations to deal with. Look, I'm on the verge of cancelling myself because we've just made the transition to fibre and we no longer need our landline. Mm -hmm. And within the next month or two, when we get the sort of switch over fully completed, I'll be doing that. I would assume... you can test the email. And I'll test it again then and let you know. But I would guess a lot of people are doing the same. So they've seen a a huge uptick mm, in cancellations. Which is not the kind of... Um, process, I suppose, that you that motivated to resource, but yeah. you, sh- you, yeah. but you kind of you should be, yes. Did you manage to get any I response did. on Jabez's individual case? I did. Um, the answer on that was um, he did submit his cancellation of, of service request on the 15th of September due to the cancellation form not clearly indicating the services to be cancelled as the customer had multiple products linked to his account. Clarity needed to be established with the customer. Telcom, don't you love corporate speak? <laughs> Telcom attempt, attempted on numerous occasions to contact the customer via telephone and email. However, this was not successful. We have apologized and resolved this matter with our customer. And his account has been backdated and cleared. In addition, we have cleared our customer's records relating to Telcom account with the relevant credit bureaus. Jaber, is that true? First of all, did you fail to specify which service you were cancelling, or in your opinion, was your, your form absolutely clear? Um, the form actually doesn't provide um, the option for telling you or asking what services you want to cancel. Um, it, it does ask you what issues you have with different types of services. So I mentioned the data and the, the landline right. as having intermittent service, and thus I wanted to cancel. Um, I can't recall whether I actually put on the form that I wanted to cancel everything, um, but that's, yeah. 
And then I, I, they say that they tried to call you and tried to email you. As far as you're aware, did that actually happen? I got one email back from them um, in uh, towards the end of September with no contact details. It was from the the portal that you actually email your cancellation to. I called them again and again to try and figure out, but no call center agent on that 102.10 number could actually. Um, they didn't knew about somebody that called me. And and you um, can never respond to those emails. It's like one of those no response things, right? Yeah. So you can see so the communication. Yours, so it's a one-way so channel. So frustrating, yeah. yes. It's but, like trying to empty, empty the sea with a bucket. And yeah. It just doesn't help. Well, Jaber, I'm glad that at least your case has been resolved. They've cleared uh, that your your credit record. They've well, uh, ha- is it all resolved? Well, uh, I've <laughs> I've got an email from a telecom um, sales uh, or not a salesperson from a, a consultant um, where they actually confirmed that they owe me some money. Oh, so okay. I don't know when when they're going to give me that 330 rand back. Um, but that's that's a different story. Um, I will only see that on the 17th of April is the uh, well, my standard closing of the of the telecom bill month. So probably by about the 20th of April, I'll see that in an email whether whether they actually owe me money. Um, that would be nice. Said, yeah. yeah, they said they reported it to the to the. Uh, the credit department and the credit department will actually contact new debt um, so that they stop phoning me. Now, funnily, they haven't phoned me today, but until yesterday, every morning, I can set my oh, alarm yeah. to them um, <laughs> oh, because they phone me every day to ask when I'm going to pay. Um, but in terms of of the credit bureau, I, they said it's going to take plus minus 10 working days. So I'll, I haven't had any, any other communication. So within a couple of days, I'll contact the credit bureau and ask whether it's cleared. Okay. Right. Let us know, please. And I was going to say, if it's not, I'm pretty sure it will be, but if it's not, just just drop us an email and we'll get on to that. I have got messages flooding in on the SMS, on the WhatsApp, on the email. We've got Wayne on the line in Belleville. Well, Wayne, it sounds like you've had a pretty similar experience. Good afternoon. Yeah, when I I heard the the name New Debt, I had a laugh and I got angry at the same time. My story goes back a little bit further. In 2016, February, I sold a house in Belleville. Um, I phoned Telcom and I, can- I cancelled MWeb and Telcom the same day. MWeb came back, said, look, you need an email from you. I sent the email in Telcom, said, no problem, just the phone call is sufficient. So I went, okay, it's done. But two months later, I kept getting invoices. I phoned Telcom and they said to me, I had to go into a store, um, the one in, ba- in Tiger Valley. So I went in. Tiger Valley said, no, you can't do cancellations. I have to go to Canal Walk. I went to Canal Walk, um, and they said, no, I can't do a cancellation. I have to fax a form to them. Oh. At which point, I got quite irate. I phoned Telcom again. I said, look, I've canceled. Now. I've been into your stores. They can't do it. I'm, you know, we finished. Our relationship is done with each other. Um, I kept getting invoices until about June or July, June or, uh, July or August 2016 when I again spoke to Telcom. I said, look, you keep sending me invoices. I'm no longer paying you. As far as I'm concerned, you know, we squared with each other. And I heard nothing from them. I kept getting invoices until 2017, March, about last year, where I got an SMS from New Debt telling me that they are attaching me and handing me over to the sheriff of the court. Oh, goodness. So I phoned New Debt. There was no number for me to phone back. There was only an SMS with a reference number. 
So I phoned New Debt and I was quite irate. I said to them, the Consumer Protection Act, the Credit Bureau, all those things, you can't, you know, there's laws in place. You can't just tell me I'm handed over. When was I communicated with? Where's, where's those documentation? Um, they couldn't provide it. Um, after about four or five emails backwards and forwards with New Debt and Telcom, I eventually got irate and I, I shouted to them over the phone for about an hour until someone could have sense to listen to what I'm telling them. Um, eventually, I Telcom admitted that they were at fault. Um, then, last year, June, I got an email from Telcom saying, here's the cancellation form, I must cancel my line. So, through that whole process, my line was not cancelled, so I had to oh, apply for a no. cancellation of the line. Still. Oh, I mean, it just And what's happened to that debt? Um, the story is not over. Oh, last goodness. year, when I applied for a lease agreement, my credit rating was downgraded to a level C because of no. And I eventually said to Telcom, look, I'll pay you the money. Okay, I'll, I use them, I use a few curse words in between for what the descriptive of the money was, but I said, I'll pay you the money. But I want assurances, number one, that my line is cancelled, number two, that my credit record will be fixed because now I've paid you the money. And they couldn't, they couldn't do that. Um, eventually, Telcom said, okay, here's the reference number, the line's cancelled, the money you don't owe us, everything is done. This year, I get a phone call from a, from a lawyer in Durban saying that I've been handed over and I must pay the money. So I was angry. And I, I didn't even have... I, I, I'm actually ashamed of the way I spoke to that lawyer because I was irate at that point. Um, and I still then again went through the whole process. I sent the emails, all the correspondence backwards and forwards explaining the situation, explaining what's happened um, to Telcom and to this company. And eventually Telcom said to me, cool, no problem. Um, you know, the whole story is going to be sorted out, but it wasn't because I got a telecom bill again from them. And I use the example as another example. My girlfriend got a line on telecom on her name. And when she canceled it, it took six months for them to stop debiting See, this is her what I'm talking account. about. Yeah. And Wayne, you're not alone in that description. After the news headlines, I'll share with you a couple of other people who've given us very similar stories and get some feedback from Wendy on what we are to do as customers and what might change, we hope, in the next week or two. Concerns, shopper tips and purchase nightmares. This is Consumer Talk. Well, we're talking telecom, and uh, I can't keep up with the number of emails and WhatsApps and SMSs. I mean, Claire's just emailed saying, I cannot believe it. This poor man is talking about the very same issues we've had. Also had rain affecting phone lines. But what happened to us was disgusting. It, it took eight months to get everything sorted out, and it had to be escalated right up to the top. And then Claire says, just last week, we were cut off out of the blue. It appears they have a new billing system and new account numbers. It took us four days to get mm. reconnected. Claire, your frustration is shared by many others. Patty on the line from Joburg, I believe you've got a similar story. Good afternoon. Um, good afternoon, Wendy. Yes, I have. I reported my landline and my ADSL outboard on the 9th of March. I've called a uh, call centre every couple of days. They're always very polite, but obviously there's very little they can do. Uh, a friend put it on Facebook. I've tweeted very frustrating, all to no avail. Patty, have you tried lodging the uh, complaints online by any chance? 
Yes, I went online as well. The I reason, went on the SMS line. Okay. The reason I'm asking is that I'm having an issue with my ADSL line at the moment, and I logged it online this morning at about quarter to ten, and I got a phone call. I must say this in fairness. I got a phone call from a telecom technician at about 45 minutes later to say I'm on my way. The listeners are probably thinking it's because of who you are, but you don't use I don't use that surname, name. so it's not at all to do with that. I was a Mrs. Whatever I am from, from Rosebank, and that's all they know about me. And and it was literally a, a technician on the phone within 45 minutes on his way to my house to fix it. Whether it's been fixed when I get due, home, I don't but, know. But so, yeah. So in your case, Patty, do you, what do you get? Do you just get we're escalating or do you get excuses? Yes, they say we're escalating. They said it's a cable guy. Yesterday when I phoned, she said they do to come today. They'll let you know. Um, I've even driven around my suburb looking for a telecom van. <laughs> Desperate times. <laughs> it's not oh. funny because as in, any of us will know, you know, when you don't have that con- connectivity in your home that you rely on, it's catastrophic. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in that position myself when I was w- working from home and running my own small business from home. It, it's it's disastrous to suddenly find yourself cut off. There are financial consequences mm. uh, as well as jobs being lost because you didn't see the email. I often, it's a massive thing. I often hear from um, businesses, medical practices yeah. who say, please help. Our business is dying. Yeah. People, our patients can't get hold of us. Our customers can't get hold of us. And, you know, I must say, when I take it up the, through the, through my contacts in the media center, things happen quite fast, yeah. but it shouldn't have to. It shouldn't take that. Shouldn't need yeah. a third party to get that to happen. And here's John on the WhatsApp line saying, I personally went to our local telecom office to cancel our landline. They could provide me with the outstanding amount, but I couldn't pay it at the office because they wouldn't take payments <gasps> at the office. Can, no, so I was directed to checkers or pick and pay to pay the amount. Ridiculous. And he's still receiving invoices despite having completed all the forms. I mean, it's just, it's, it's basic a, communication. It's also how it's, as well. it's as almost as if they set about to create a system that was the most inefficient and frustrating as to customers as possible. Yeah. Um, Wendy, I mean, look, two big questions. One for those customers who've been handed over to, to the credit agencies and whose credit ratings have been, um, sorry, who've been handed over to the debt collection agencies and whose credit ratings have been affected. How does one go about challenging that? Somebody asking, can you register a dispute with the credit bureau? Absolutely, and you must. Um, first of all, um, I use any platform I can to tell people that you're entitled, in terms of the Credit Act, to one free um, credit um, report uh, a year, and there are four main credit bureaus, so you can get one sort of every quarter if you want, because um, they share a lot of information. And if you see, it's really worth doing it because a lot of information on the credit uh, adverse information is actually not justified. So you lodge a dispute, as in this case, I did cancel. Here's the proof. You will have to provide them with proof, and they then have 20 days to get back to you. So they have to then go to Telcom in this case and say, this is what your customer has said. Um, They say the listing is not justified. And in most cases, um, that that sorts it out. If they don't come back to you or you're not happy with um, the answer they come back to you with, there's the Credit Ombud, which is a very efficient organization. Again, it's a, a free service for consumers. So you just email them. The complaint form is on their website or you, or you go to their website rather and um, you can actually send them an SMS. We can possibly put this on yeah, speak to our producer. Great. You can send them an SMS and they will actually call you back and I've tested this. It does work. So really in my experience, a very efficient um, credit, you know, a wrongful or unjustified credit listing um 
dispute mechanism that we have yeah. here as consumers in this country. So I, I really would advise listeners who feel aggrieved to take advantage of that. Okay. Now, this new, uh, and uh, we're going to move on to a different topic in just a moment, but we've got one or two voice notes that have come through, and I also just want to chat to you about this new online system yes. and what it's supposed to do. Let's just hear the voice note first, though. I'm just listening to this guy talk about the telecom ordeal, and I had the exact same ordeal. I'd even had um, written receipt of my cancellation form via email from the telecom center, and it took me 18 months to effect my cancellation. Wow. Um, I escalated it to floor managers week after week after week. I even got personal email responses from floor managers saying they would personally take it up with the finance department to make sure that I'm reimbursed and that my account is cancelled, which didn't ever happen. I also eventually got calls from a debt collection company, from, a, from an attorney actually. Um, I presented her with all the information I had, all the replies, all the emails, and I said to her, now that you're aware of the circumstances, you basically have a duty to collect my money for me um, because it was legally immoral or legally wrong what they were doing. And within three days, I had my account cancelled and I had all the money refunded to me um, by said agency or attorney firm. And that was it was a real struggle for 18 months. Yeah, well, well done for Uh, hanging in there. Uh, I was about to say, please, I'm going to get back to you. I need to take that up for you, but well done. I love that. Actually, you, attorney, you can act on my behalf now because I'm the one that's owed money. I love that. Fantastic. And he, and he got fantastic his money back. that he got his money back. Yeah. Another voice note. Let's hear that. Hi, Pippa. In relation to Telcom, I ordered an iPad from them about three years ago, and I also had a big issue receiving the iPad. I eventually wrote to Ikasa, and I got them involved um, because it was just a lot of drama. I was receiving no feedback from Telcom. I also went onto Twitter, um, complained about it, and eventually I received calls backs from them, and they assisted me to get the iPad. So it is a long process sometimes, very frustrating. But on the other hand, I've also had some wonderful service from them. And I just think if they can balance it and have wonderful service all the time, it would be brilliant. Ernie from Armsbury. Thanks for that balanced uh, note and feedback. Yes, um, it's it it is unfortunate. I mean, the problem is the one thing. All organisations have problems, but you've got to have an infrastructure, a system in place to deal effectively with those service. Failures, you know, you can't have a situation where someone is battling for eighteen months to cancel yeah. their line and then it gets handed over. It's just there does seem to be, um, you know, an unacceptably uh, appalling kind well, of customer care around this cancellation You can't even call it, call it a customer care ethos because it's the well, absence of an ethos. Uh, exactly. yeah. As somebody said in the SMS line, if we were all to stand in line, the queue would start in Port Elizabeth <laughs> to get to Cape Town. Uh, Neil's on the line from Durbanville. I think Neil's got a strategy for how to get Telcom to call you. Neil, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, listen, I've never, never ever, 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 ever had a problem with, 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 with Telcom. I've had really brilliant service on them. Lucky but when you. I do have a problem with them, this is what you do. So what you do is you phone to te- phone into Telcom on your fo- on your cell phone, and then just a- a- apply for the product or something. Okay, <laughs> no, no, listen. And then what they're going to do is is that you they, you they 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 ask you to rate them out of ten. They'll ask you to rate them. What you do is you rate them at one and two and three, and you see how quickly they phone you back. 
Jenny. Uh, okay, so at least they okay. are interested in beds. In dealing it kept with following up a bad service. I okay, hear this often from consumers. If you get a, if you have a real problem, you, 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 and you get those options um, from the auto answering thing, and then you must just ask for sales. You mustn't ask, mustn't say complaints or customer yes. service <laughs> <laughs> because they're more. Yeah, but then um, you know you can just get. Um, Get in the back door, as it were. But yeah. Neil, thanks for sharing that strategy with us. Um, look, let's talk about what they're promising with this new online system that's supposed to be up and running by the end of this okay. month. Wendy, what's going to so change? So bearing in mind, in my experience, is, is, is sort of the norm, I think, and I haven't got to the point when I think they pretty much have cancelled mine now. I, I took the uh, the opportunity seeing I was, as I was dealing with the media people to say, well, you know, communication is the, is the problem here because I filled in the form. Um, and I sent it off by email and I got an auto response saying, you know, n- nothing specifically to my, it was just saying, yes, we've got it. And then you hear nothing for three weeks or whatever by the time I, um, I asked. And I said, I don't know whether I gave all the right information. I don't know if there are any queries as in your bear's case. Yes. Um, it just goes out there and you're left wondering. And, and they said, oh, yes, you sent it on the 15th. It was processed on the 20th. And I said, well, how was I supposed to know that? You know, so simple things like that. Okay, so that's what we're currently sitting with. Telcom says that when the online cancellation service comes into full effect at the end of this month, there will be a whole lot of um, improved um, systems in place. So number one, the cancellation will be created directly on the system when it's submitted. Customers will receive an immediate reference number, which is what I didn't and everybody else hasn't been getting up to now via email. It will be visible to all channels. So all agents will be able to look up the case on the system, presumably whether you go via social media, whether you phone that 10210 or yep. whatever you do, they'll have access to that, which was um, a very um, positive step. It will uh, it will allow for faster turnaround times. Yay. <laughs> no more 18 months, we hope. Each service chosen to cancel will receive a case number eliminating incomplete submissions or inaccurate processing and the cons- customer will be kept updated via the system on case progress well that sounds very good on paper it does Let's as these things do and out, yeah. yes that's very soon we are sitting on the what are we the 11th of so it's just a, a couple of weeks away and I look forward to seeing how that um, works. I'll tell you what, practice. I'm going to wait until the end of the month before I, think I that's put a very in good my idea. cancellation, and then we'll give it a Maybe give run. it a week some bidding to down as well. To get the sorted out, and then yes. we'll, we'll put it into, into place. Okay, um, we're going to move on in a moment. Tanya, please hold the line. We're coming to your question in just a moment. One last thing before we go. For those of us who are sitting in this predicament and, and are wanting to cancel a, a telecom uh, contract, where are we? It's, you wanted everyone to know, Wendy, that it's a little oh, bit yes. of a longer process thought, than, yes. than part, you might expect. Yes. Part of that response I got from that telecom spokesman, they never named themselves, um, is I think important in the interest of managing the expectations of those like myself who've cancelled a telecom service. So telecom's 30 days notice period means that customers who cancel their services usually receive at least two more invoices and debit orders, if you pay by debit order, before that account is closed. And this is dependent on the bill cycle. And sometimes telecom says customers do not realize that the service is cancelled as the final bill has yet to be generated. So in short, there's a bit of a lag, but clearly not four months or 18 months or okay. anything like that. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah.
Just a bit of good news before we move on to a completely different topic. Uh, one of our para-athletes has medaled in uh, at the Yay. Gold Coast. Uh, Reynard Haman in the uh, shot put bronze has won the bronze in the F38 shot put. And fantastic news just in from the men's long jump. It's another double podium finish for South Africa. Gold for Luva Monyonga and bronze oh. for his teammate Ruswell Samai. So absolutely oh, fantastic news like <laughs> on the line there. Okay, with that, let's go and say hello to Tanya, who's been waiting very patiently on the line from Bloberg to talk to us about a washing machine. Tanya, Tanya, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, Tanya. What's gone wrong with your washing machine? <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, can I can I give the brand name or must yes, I you keep can. that out? Yes, you absolutely okay. can. All right. I purchased the washing machine on November the twenty first last year, and it's for a holiday house, so we don't. We, it's not a daily use item. We use the the product twice over Christmas time, and twice it flooded the um the house um they couldn't send anybody out because it was under guarantee so the shop that i bought it from it's a it's a family-owned shop it's not one of the chain stores or anything mm-hmm. um the the company hisense they could only send people out on the 8th of january when they reopened so they came and had a look at the machine and um they fixed it in inverted commas and said everything was fine then we used it again when we went up to the house in March and it flooded again. Oy. So um, they then came the following day. They were very good about that. And they took it away for two weeks. And I was told that there actually was nothing wrong with the machine and that it was my fault and that I'd been using it incorrectly. So that didn't go down too well. So after numerous phone calls and plenty of emails, um, I refused to take the wash machine back and they they took it to the shop where I purchased it from and just dumped it there. So the owner of the shop there is a very nice guy and he offered to test it for me in his shop instead of having it back at the house because, I mean, you can imagine that I'm a bit but- nervous of the damage to all the cupboards and stuff at the moment. Yeah. So the owner of the shop tested it for me in his shop, and it flooded his shop. Oh, they, so he's also using it incorrectly oh then, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they sent the rep out again, and um, we've now been told that it has to be taken in again. Okay. For repair again. Can I jump so in? Then? Light, yeah, please do. Okay. So this story is wrong on, on a number of levels. Briefly, you bought that uh, washing machine on November the 21st, so it's still under its six-month CPA warranty. When something becomes defective within the first six months, you have the right to your choice of, of remedy, so you don't have to agree to have it repaired. You can choose a replacement or you can choose um, to get a refund. The rider being that, especially with a with an electronic or mechanical product, they may have it technically assessed to rule out user abuse. Um, but they can't unilaterally choose to repair it during that assessment period, right? So you agree to a to a, a repair. Here's the thing: if it goes wrong again um, within three months of that CPA repair, they lose all right to repair it again. They only get one bite of the repair cherry within those first six months when the CPA is in charge of the warranty. At that point, you got to choose between a refund and a um, replace machine. The fact that they tried to make it out that it, make out that it was your fault, well, it's wrong on, no, on a number of levels. Number one, the, the 
lovely retailer, lovely sounding retailer that you dealt with proved that um, that wrong. And also, the first time they repeated, they didn't say it was your fault. Only now when you become a bit problematic with this flooding machine did they try and put the blame on you. So at this point, you need to tell them or ask Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so prescription. I suggest <laughs> it's prescriptive. I suggest that you say, in terms of my CPA rights, I would now like, and whatever your choice is, either a refund of what you paid for it in November or a replacement machine. Um, I personally would go for a refund at this point, given the service that you've had from that yeah. particular service provider. Um, so, so yeah, I would love to to for you to let us know how you go with that, and if they refuse. Um, then we'll definitely, I'll definitely take up the case with him. Okay, awesome. That's fantastic. Tanya, good luck. Right. Okay, and if you don't get any joy with them, please just drop an email to consumer, consumer at nola.co.za, uh, K-N-O-W-L-E-R, consumer at nola.co.za. Just put Cape Talk washing machine in the subject line so that Wendy knows Thank uh, you. what it's all about. And I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope they will act when you present them with a very clear-cut case of your rights having been infringed in this case. Can I just add, though, yeah. that it's actually the retailer's responsibility, the person that you paid your money to is responsible. So unfortunately, that lovely retailer must now actually do the refund and then claim the money back from the supplier. Yeah. Okay. Tanya, thanks uh, for raising it and I hope you're able to come right. We've got another question that's come in as a voice note. Let's take a listen. Hello, lovely ladies. Thank (laughs) you for this topic because as you can hear, there's thousands of people who have the same problem. I cancelled my line in November and I've still been uh, billed for it. So if we wait for the end of um, April to get the online, it still won't solve the problem of cancellations being requested from last year. So what do we do about those? This is Daphne from Plumstead with the same problem as everybody else. Thank you. Thank you, Daphne. And many other people asking, how do we go about claiming back that money that has been billed against us that we do not owe? Did you... did she say she's st- it's still not cancelled? So she's still yeah. being billed. Still being billed. As we yeah. speak. I should have actually asked that question of Telcom, to be honest. I didn't think to. Because now if you try and log the same cancellation through another channel, it might create some confusion. Some confusion. Yeah. So the most practical thing I can think of for Daphne and Plumstead is to please just email that to me. Um, a short email with the number in question. And I just... Uh, bullet points of you know when you cancelled how you cancelled and and what's happened since and and any action on the billing or even legal handover i would imagine if it's been going on that long like jabez case there'll be some some legal heat happening so as soon as you can daphne let's send that to me and and i'm pretty sure we can sort it out as quickly as we did um and your best case. Here's somebody asking anonymously, what about the people that aren't willing to go through the hassle of fighting with Telcom? Is Telcom actually collecting money from them that wasn't owed to them? I hope nobody is rolling over and saying, I'll just pay and make it go away, Wendy. In my experience, I'm pretty sure that is happening. You think it is? And I think some of it wittingly and some of it unwittingly because if it's a lowish amount, the lowest it's going to be is a few hundred, so probably not, but you never know. Yeah. Um, they could just be, um, you know, the, the billing, especially if you've got, you've got a lot of swallows in this city. I mean, they yeah. could be living in another part of the world for six months and that debit order is just coming off and they're not keeping tabs on it. So my experience in dealing with other cases like this is that there'll be a lot of um, unjustified billing going on and the, the um, consumer's either unwilling or just doesn't know to, to do anything about it. Yeah scary stuff. 
Dennis, uh, no, sorry, it's not Dennis. It's somebody else on the SMS line who says the only way I managed to cancel my telecom account was to contact the chief executive's office. <laughs> that was after sending hundreds of emails and contacting lots of people on the call center. It is, it's, it's mind-boggling how many complaints we've received in the last hour, uh, Wendy. So again, if you have been handed over, please challenge it. Wendy has told you what you can do to dispute that credit rating uh, that might follow. Uh, if you are one of these people struggling to get you know, the, the, the bill reversed, please drop that email to Wendy. Keep it as short and simple as possible, and I will send off, if, if necessary, a batch of them in the hope um, that they'll all get sorted out. We haven't had time today to deal with the issue of the cell phones that haven't been delivered no. uh, from Telcom customers. So we will set that aside for another day and perhaps come back to it. Just one quick question in the minute we've got left, Wendy. A few people saying, what do I do about retailers who are charging VAT but aren't uh, ha- the VAT change hasn't reflected on the labels yet? Okay. So I've heard from a lot of retailers who felt it was very unfair because they literally had to, to try and do this overnight oh. on the Easter weekend. Um, and from big to small, they felt that it, it wasn't possible. And so you'll see in a pharmacy I went into yesterday has, you know, a sign saying whatever on us. And now it's created all these awful amounts that, um, yes. you know, the extra 23 cents or, or whatever. It's a transition process and there's nothing really as consumers we can do other than and be patient. Um, and, uh, you know, know that everything will come, will, will dovetail in the end. A bigger problem, just in quickly, quickly, is yes. a complaint. I've had a few of them. Someone um, bo- uh, bo- booked and prepaid for a, for something. Actually, it was a holiday, but it could it could have been a sofa uh, last month. Now that it's being delivered, you know, they're going on the holiday or the sofa's yes. being. Now they want to add on the extra vet. Uh-uh. Not unacceptable. They can add it to the delivery fee because that's happening now. But, but the purchase happened before absolutely. the Absolutely. So that's just chancing it. Don't accept yeah. it. You know, some it had people, to happen. It had to happen. It was always going to happen, but yeah. really you offer a hand. Chances. I'll take an arm. Yeah. Wendy, it's been a, a fascinating show as Thanks, always. Thank Tripper. you for being with us and we'll chat again next Will week. Do.